okay, guys, in American tradition, we take movies from overseas, mm-hmm. we make it American, mm-hmm. and we you re-release it. better. That's correct. USA, <laughs> USO. I love the patriotism going on. But so let's take this 1995 movie that called Evil Ed that we're doing today. Mm-hmm. Uh, loose premise, guy edits a lot of gore and sex out of movies, and it turns him into a killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing actual reel-to-reel celluloid editing with scissors and tape. So if we were to modernize it, bring it to American audience, put it out there for consumption, mm-hmm. what would your spin on this take be? Well, if it's for Americans, uh, like Garrett alluded to, we'd need some bald eagles. There's not a single bald eagle in <laughs> cue, that whole movie. Cue, like eagle hawk sound. <laughs> I didn't see nearly enough flags. So eagles and flags. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Check. Check. Oh, and the guy would have to be like uh, editing out um, all liberal points from a movie. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Getting so political already. So he's making. Okay. I don't know. Like bye bye. Some uh, you know really religious people buy these movies that are kind of like the clean version of the movies. So yeah, he's yeah. making those. They're in the Walmart section. Yeah. Family friendly. Uh, 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 What's the channel that shows all the gun uh, show stuff? HGTV. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's right. <laughs> gun gun shows probably not. Oh, there's a whole NRA channel that people subscribe to. I'm saying that this could premiere oh, there. Fuck me. Yeah. Okay, whatever. And our American. And so, I'm sorry, the world. So he does no, that. I'm sorry, too. And, and then he slowly becomes crazy. Uh, A.K.A. liberal. Right. And, and Woke, he, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> But can't lose sight of this is an American movie. By going woke, he goes broke. Ah, yeah. playing into the same. <laughs> exactly. <I like> <laughs> and that's the whole movie, The End. Starring Larry the Cable Guy. Of course. Dude, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. I like it. I, I, I think yours is pretty good. I came up with three loose premises here, um, trying to modernize it a little bit. I thought maybe we could do uh, like a guy is having to be a forum channel moderator and he's busy editing out all the racist bullshit. I thought Ooh. you were going to say a 4chan moderator, and I was like, he's done for. Why not? Why not? <laughs> there's, there's no way he's getting out of this unscathed. Everybody on 4chan's <laughs> a little fucking crazy, if you ask me anyway. But that could be one way that that guy goes south. Mm-hmm. Another one I thought of is what about a video game like streaming service where he's got to edit out all the racist and bullshit. You remember like Xbox Live back yeah. in the day? What if they tried to employ somebody to clean that up, and that could pollute his mind and turn him nuts into a... I'm saying there's a lot of racist shit on Xbox Live. You remember that shit? I don't remember it. I mean, I'm I, I'm not arguing with Going you. Like but they're usually COD. seven years old and they're yelling all yeah. obscenities that you would be like, who taught you to behave this way? I hit a certain point where I was like, you know what I don't need anymore? A mic when I play video games because yeah. I got tired of dealing with people. Yeah. Don't need to talk to randos when I'm playing Gears of War or whatever. Yeah, it's, that's factual. You were saying, John? Oh, yeah. Well, you seem to go into like a COD public li- lobby, uh, you know, Call of Duty, and you'll get all the racism that you Is it you really need. that bad? I don't know if it is anymore, but it has been in the past. Oh, God. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And I don't think they do much of anything to really moderate any of that stuff. No. <sighs> Racist, fuck off. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and <sighs> the third one mm-hmm. uh, would be, did I already say a podcast? No. What no. About, what about a guy who's editing a podcast like yours truly oh, and has Christ. to edit out all of Garrett and John's nonsense? He snaps and kills his co-hosts. Okay. Uh, except uh, the problem with that is Garrett and John's nonsense is like pretty much the best part. That's true. So he, <laughs> that's what we're here for. He would be more sane than when he started. Are you if saying anything. I would just be editing myself out and then I would edit myself out of existence? One would say that you're making oh. the podcast better. <laughs> well, fuck me then. Yeah. 
What do you got, Garrett? Any ideas? I misread the topic. <laughs> I honestly just want the same movie editing out the the sex and violence from movies, but it's Nick Cage. Yeah, because okay. mm-hmm. he could he could sell this role like nobody's business. Um, I would say for the director or the uh, the studio guy, Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, he kind of yeah. looks like uh, a like a weird Joe Bob in a way. He had the best accent in the whole movie. I just want the guy to narrate audiobooks. Sam Campbell, that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, could have been a different actor entirely, as we'll get into shortly, <laughs> because this entire thing was dubbed. Yeah. So who knows if it was the actual actor? But. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was dubbed until like you guys just said that. So I thought everyone just had really shitty. <laughs> Like voice acting. <laughs> I was like, wow, they're all just fucking swinging for the fences. He's very articulate for barely moving his lips. <laughs> yeah, it's a talent. Yeah. I, mean, I think the movie premise can still hold on its own. I think that, you know, with, with you know, the way violence and sex is in, you know, movies nowadays, um, there's different takes. There's more modern takes we could take on that that situation, especially how the, the climate's changed just a tad on some of these. Mm-hmm. Um, the sex stuff is still there. The sex taboo is still there. People still freak out when you see a titty. But um, I'm sorry, a breast. Um, That's right. And so um, no reason to freak people. But the violence aspect, there's some there's some good social commentary that could be had there, especially if this is Americanized, how we don't bat an eye at insanely gory graphic stuff. But I mean, heaven forbid someone be naked right. or get raped by a beaver right out. Oh, I'd shoot him with a bazooka if that happened. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean. I, I, I think your ideas, all of your ideas are actually pretty good, like, you know, modern or, you know, variations on it. I, I would I would watch all those if it was like this type of film. Shudder, we're always here. You know, we've got the ideas. <laughs> Shudder, don't. don't worry. We'll edit out all Mark stuff before we present it to you. <laughs> so you're good to go. My life is meaningless. <laughs> Them Bigger than me auntie with the Oprah Winfrey panty. Yeah. Hey all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark. And I'm going to do this weird kind of inflection on this because I'm changing it up. Just kidding. I'm here with John and Garrett. As usual, we're back for another recording. How we doing, fellas? Kind of sleepy. I'm oh, yeah. fucking devastatedly tired. Yeah. So audience, expect a real high energy podcast coming at you. Well, I'm caffeinated and I'm ready to go. Yeah. I, dry, I pounded some caffeine before I left. So in like 20 minutes when it kicks in, you'll probably see <laughs> my uh, just energy levels, you know, slightly rise. Actually, I'm so numb to caffeine. Five minutes from now, Mark's like, this is Casey Kasem. He's just like, <laughs> oh, God. And the top 40 countdown. Well, what have you guys been up to since last time? Watching movies, being too fucking cool for our own good. Are we? The use. Wow, Mark, I'm fucking building us up and you're just bringing us down. You know what? Don't Look, worry. We'll edit them out. <laughs> Don't worry, audience. I suffer from low self-esteem. I just try not to show it. Yeah. And low T. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you take that back. My testosterone is fine. No, we're pretty cool. I don't know if anybody knows. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear that I'm a cool guy. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, same old stuff. Um, been playing some more Resident Evil, getting footage of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Little update for our listeners, real quick. Um, this is, we're recording on Texas Frightmare Weekend. 
Guys, I'm sorry I was not able to go. Pandemic is in full stupidity here in Texas, so I had to skip it. So I see everyone posting pictures of meeting Tom Atkins, and I'm extremely jealous. But I will be, I rolled my tickets over, so I will be at Frightmare Texas 2022. So I'll see you then. Hopefully they have some amazing guests. Um, but I apologize. I won't have any updates on Frightmare this year because I value my safety a little bit more than, um, you know, I don't know, mingling with yeah. famous people. It's Tony bold. Todd. Bold of you God, Tony yeah. Todd's going to be there. Damn it. I'm so upset by this. Thanks, Texas. Thomas Atkins. Yes. Bold of you to assume that 2022 won't have like Delta to the return. I, I feel confident <laughs> that, that point, the Mac. either enough dumb people will be dead or we'll have this shit at least mildly under control. I'm ready to see what COVID 69420 looks like. Oh, you, we're not ready for that. We don't have <laughs> the technology. He's spitting racist stuff in a Call of Duty <laughs> chat room. It's like I'm 22 again. <laughs> no, I was not the racist. Please don't put me in that box. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen a lot of images on Instagram as well. Uh, some great cosplay as usual. Probably the standout one that I saw was someone dressed up like the door from The Shining with it cut out and his head sticking out of it with red rum written oh, on it. I've seen that one. That one was good. I was like, that's, that's a nice touch. Well done. Um, sorry, I would have loved to have gone after, you know, thinking about it. We were kind of mulling on it before the pandemic is like, eh, we've kind of seen it. But just to get out and do something that was kind of normal and get to check stuff out again sounds like such a good idea. But we're not there yet as a country. Mm-mm. A lot of people want to be. Mm-hmm. But the other half of the country, just get your damn shots so we can try it out and try to be normal again, please. Yeah. So for 2022, then me and John can decide if we want to go based on content, not on a virus. Yeah, or location, really. I don't location know. Location is a big deal. Yeah, I don't know if I'll ever feel comfortable in a crowded, like, subterranean basement again. <laughs> in the basement of the hill, too. Yeah. Well, they did a good job of, like, spreading it out. Like, it was actually throughout the, like, almost the whole hotel. Uh, after you know to to try to uh, again shout out to texas frightmare i i still personally question holding large events like this right now but i understand from financial you know reasons they're they're probably not getting refunded by their insurance and stuff like that and tickets and i don't know i i I guarantee there's way more that goes into it than i know about but um you know they did really try to um accommodate and make it you know in a much more open space, put it in all different areas so it's it's less crowded as it was previously. So again, I'm just a little bummed out I didn't get to go. There's a lot of people there that I'd really like to meet. I don't know if I get to meet Tony Todd or fucking Tom Atkins ever again. That dude, no offense, Tom, looking pretty old. So I'm a little worried I'm not going to get to meet him in time. But um, I hope he lives for like 40 more years. Yeah. Well, as long as people are thrilling him, he'll be all right. Oh, man. <laughs> the man lives by the thrills. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Feeds off of them. He lives to thrill. <laughs> well, I've been rewatching all of the tales from the crypts uh and they good don't choice hold, uh no, no they definitely don't hold up as oh. well as like i thought in my imagination that they did um they're very cheesy some are better than others but then they're all like I, you're probably were not meant to watch like 20 of these in a row but when you do you, you realize <laughs> every one of them is the same plot it's just like a morality tale right someone does something really bad and then finds some sort of ironically bad thing happens to them mm-hmm. uh, because of that well that's kind of horror movies in general but yeah go ahead yeah but i mean it's very obvious and yeah, super they're condensed. pretty heavy-handed uh, yeah but you know i'll uh, probably do like a quickie of my favorite ones uh, when i get through the whole series i'd like to hear what those are because I remember a few of them quite vividly with a lot of uh, uh, guest stars. So I'm excited to see what you kind of like, what stuck out to you. Yeah, there's a lot of famous people I forgot are in that. Uh, The two that stick in my mind is the one where the cop was escorting a prisoner via handcuff through the desert and he has to chop his hand off after the cop dies. And then he's wandering through the desert and a vulture pecks his eye out. Okay. 
Uh, and then the pilot was pretty good. The guy on death row. Yeah, that one was good. Uh, I've seen, let's see, there's been an Arnold cameo. Demi Moore was in one. Uh, the mom from married Tom with Arnold children. was in it. Uh, Tom Arnold, I think I've seen <laughs> The Mom from Married with Children was in there. Uh, I mean, lots of B actors, like the kind of people are like, oh shit, you're like in every movie. Yeah, yeah. a lot of really uh, good character actors are in. Like, man, that, that's the nice thing is it in it. But the, to be fair, as cheesy as it was, I always remember it delivering at least what it promised. Yeah, it been enjoyable. I think you touched on something that is interesting, though the binging aspect of a program that was never intended to be so. Mm-hmm. And how that affects our enjoyment of it uh, long term. Yeah. I, if I bet if I were watching these once a week, but then it would take me seven years to get through them all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, watching them a lot in a row, you're like, oh, I'm definitely picking up uh, the, the themes here. I feel like a good parallel would be the uh, the show on Shutter right now, the remake of the... Um, Creep Show. Thank you. The coffee's wearing off. Yeah, the yeah. Creep Show. <laughs> and those release one, once a week. Ah. Are you watching any of those at all? I watched season one and... Two, I think. Is there more? It's two seasons so far. Okay, yeah. Then I've watched those. Those are good. I like those. So I wonder if you binge those, would you feel the same way? Because a lot of those are cheesy too. That's true. Probably. Yeah, you probably would feel the same way. Um, And then I watched Malignant on HBO Max, the new James Wan film. Brand Uh, new. Really, really good. I like that one. I know it's like divisive, um, but I was a fan. And it was just cool to see something different and new. So I, I liked it. Do you want to give us just a loose premise here so people know what to expect? Uh, well, let me describe it the way Alex, because Alex sure. watched it. I haven't watched it yet. Um, Who's Alex? Jones? No, definitely not. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Mark. Friend of the podcast. Ah, my that? amazingly beautiful, fantastic girlfriend. That Alex. Okay. Um, she watched it and she said that it was fast paced, really wild, and She's not sure if she liked it. <laughs> so she said it was very interesting, super gory, not as scary as previous James Wan stuff, but it was very gory and like really mm-hmm. kind of like bam, 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 like some crazy shit happened. Yeah, the gore is intense. And like the last 40 minutes are like a fucking roller coaster. Like uh, makes that's a long roller coaster. It's incredible. Uh, it is so good. Uh, for folks who've seen it, like you'll know when it starts at like the, the jail and goes to the end of the movie is like nonstop. Um, but it's like a police procedural type movie where there's like paranormal murder shit happening and they're trying to figure out who okay. it is. And then it's, uh, it's okay. See, awesome. that's never explained in the fucking trailer. <laughs> yeah. Paranormal, I wouldn't pick that up either. The paranormal police part, like never. Oh, like, they're regular police. No, I know. Yeah. But like, it doesn't talk about like, let's solve these paranormal murders or anything yeah, like that. It's like, if they had said that in the trailer, I'd be much more, I'd be like, oh, I'm in. Cause I love that kind of stuff. But now I'm wondering, is there any movies with ghost cops? Uh, RIPD. Oh, they were dead. You're right. Okay. Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Okay. Checks Um, out. All right. (laughs) I'm excited to see it based off like how everyone's kind of describing it. Like they, they're, they're making it sound like it's not like fantastic. Like you're not going to like be like, you guys have got to see this. But, um, the way they describe it is like, they're like, it's pretty fucking nuts, man. And it's, it's like Mm -hmm. hits, bam, 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 bam. And I'm like, okay. I get down with that. That's not usually what we see from James Wan. We usually see a little bit of a more slow burn. Yeah, he said in some interview he was sick of doing PG-13 films. So right. that's why this one is so gory. He I'm was, sick of that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, check it out. It's on HBO Max now and the theaters. Yeah, it a simultaneous? The theaters, okay. Yeah. Um, if you got HBO Max, no reason not to check it out. And you're recommending? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. Right on. 
So today's episode, uh, we're doing a listener request all the way from Sweden from uh, Johan. He hit us up on Instagram and had some nice things to say about the podcast. And he asked that we do one called Evil Ed. Hear that, listeners? The way to get your request on is to suck up to us. We're not about pandering, and damn it, it works. 100% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> but no, uh, Evil Ed is what we're doing today. It's a Swedish film that was made for basically no money. Mm-hmm. It shows. No. Oh. No, it's the high budget. <laughs> the effects, outstanding. 17 different times you show the outside of the house, and it's the exact same scene. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, you only do that with a budget, right? No, that's money. So he sent us a little bit about the film that I did want to read because I think the, the context of the film helps to a degree. If you go in blind, you're just like, what is this nonsense before me? It's silly. It's fun. I don't hate the movie, mm-hmm. but man, is it barely a movie Well, at times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would <laughs> classify it as a movie. It hits 24 frames every second, nonstop. Uh, it is, you know, 93 minutes or so long. So it's getting the basics out yeah, of the way. Check, check, check. Okay. Color. For well, some of it. I don't eat this much gummy bears to not pull my weight. So I did a little research. Yeah. And uh, this was actually a short film that over the course of five years was turned into a movie. Oh. So there was things added. There was things removed, which I want to know what was removed. Mm-hmm. Because holy crap. <laughs> Um, what does it make the cut for this movie? <laughs> Look, if the kitchen sinks in it, I have to wonder what they took out. Um, but yeah, so this is a this was like a low budget short, uh, short film that like uh, became this large expanded product. So, I mean, it kind of explains why it feels kind of disjointed, right? And the, and the movie is was made um, according to Johan that uh, it was in response to Swedish film censorship. Um, and I'll just read him verbatim here. He says, basically, during the time in Sweden, there was huge debates going on regarding violence in movies, like other countries. Uh, we're familiar with the video nasties and the Margaret mm-hmm. Thatcher um, laws in the UK that banned a lot of movies. How you doing, Maggie? Boo! <laughs> Boo the censors! Yeah. You, you take something away, you, you forbid something, you make it more lucrative, and people are going to seek it out. That's just how that works. They ruined... For all the Friday 13 movies, ruined them all. Cut them up. Uh, but yeah, in over in Sweden, um, they were being censored because there was a belief that it made people violent. Due to this, violent movies were censored to the extent of pretty much being unwatchable. It wasn't just some smooth re-editing. It was just straight up jump cut ahead to when the violent scene ended. <laughs> that's awesome. That's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but that's what Johan said. And he said this was basically made for about a $25,000 budget. And uh, it's one of his favorite horror comedies. I can only assume 24,000 of that budget was spent on the cool gremlin troll (laughs) dinosaur puppets. The refrigerator beast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a wannabe gremlin straight up. It says bright light when it first opens the fridge door. (laughs) Absolutely. At first I was like, "What? this is a gremlin gizmo thing. Yeah. It looked just like one. Uh, Well, because they spent all their money on it. <laughs> yeah, <don't. laughs> I think they just had that laying around somewhere. Maybe I think a lot of these props were reused. It's I, really just that if guy's Garrett house. Said they were making shit for five years. I'm sure a lot of this was just laying around some dude's garage. Probably. So that being said, I think that uh, uh, keep in mind, if listener, you decide to watch Evil Ed, that that is a satire on film censorship. It definitely feels like a film that's been made by fans of the genre. Oh my God, there are so many references and mm-hmm. so many horror movie posters in this thing. 
Yep. I was like, Jesus, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that just blatantly shows other better work in it like this one. <laughs> but sure enough, I mean, just to, to rattle off a few, we saw there's a Critters poster, there's a Bram Stoker's Dracula poster, Evil Dead 2. Mm-hmm. The name of the title could even be a nod to Evil Dead, Evil Ed. It must be, I right? assume, yeah. yeah. That, according to the trivia, it's a reference to Evil Dead. Yeah, we've got POV Evil Dead cam going through a house at one point i was like okay now we're just doing evil dead we've got kindred we've got night of the living dead he says the titular i'm coming to get you barbara or they're coming to get that you, was barbara. so heavy-handed i know <laughs> and as soon as they said her name barbara i was yeah. like i know what they're doing yep <laughs> cherry 2000 i mean near dark there was a damn near dark poster yes in there the was speaking of come on fucking vinegar syndrome give me my goddamn near dark already yeah talk about a vampire movie i'm ready to redo for the podcast mm. redo we haven't done it oh right well that's what i meant yeah redo it for <laughs> the first time <laughs> yeah so so some of the stuff i found out was um like it was uh sweden had a policy of not just like oh that's graphic or any sex or violence just got straight up cut like it wasn't like like you said like smooth at all it was just cut it clip it move on all the voices in the movie the american version um i think in any of the versions outside of uh, sweden were dubbed by a uh, people at bandit radio an english-speaking radio station in stockholm so just the people there did the, the voiceovers for that stuff. Um, it's not credited, but Bill Mosley supposedly did the voice of the uh, narrator in the Loose Limbs trailers. Now, Loose Limbs is the in-movie universe film that they're working on, yeah. the franchise yeah, that the, the studio is producing. Another case where the movie shows us a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> Based on that girl getting her foot chopped off, I want to see Loose Limbs 1 through 9 Ridiculous. right now. Ridiculous. <laughs> great. Uh, speaking about the censorship, Garrett, um, some of the films I looked up to see what was on their list. I don't know if you saw any of these, but Mad Max made the cut. That one got censored and banned. Texas Chainsaw, The Next Generation, which we did. The final film that was apparently edited by the uh, cen- Swedish movie censor board called the Staten's Bibliofriga. I, mm. I, I butchered that. Sorry, Sweden, mm-hmm. but I can't speak Swedish. Casino. Oh. Casino was the last movie they edited and censored. They probably cut that down like 25 minutes long, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also a movie that starred Joe Bob Briggs. Good point. You're right. He's well, in there. starred. He, he, he was Cameo'd. in it. Yes, <laughs> <Cameo'd, yeah. laughs> Co-starred, if you will. That'd be a way different casino if I'd Joe Bob it. was the star. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, the Swedish uh, censorship board was shut down in 2011. They must have like taken a long hiatus if they didn't officially shut down the 2011, but Casino was the last one they edited. From what I could tell, that there was a lot of political issues uh, back and forth. So while they weren't really doing anything, they also didn't want to disband it quite yet. Okay. But then they finally reached a, uh, an agreement to get rid of it okay. entirely. So just, now your movies, you can do whatever in Sweden, just like everywhere else about it. And the explosion in violence has been pronounced. Sweden, <laughs> number one in violence, yeah, correct? That's what I understand. Globally? Literally Thunderdome. It's it's not here? No, definitely not. No. <laughs> when you think violent country, you're like, Sweden, definitely. And it was fault of the cinema. Yeah. And we joke, but there's still a bunch of crazy bullshit all over the world where people like, you know, censor and edit stuff. I mean, what was the Kevin Smith film Dogma still can't get a fucking re-release because the Catholics freaked the fuck out over it. I mean, like, there's just so much weird censorship all over the world based off like political poll, but um, yeah. it's weird that Sweden has such a heavy hand with it. Like, it was just like, not even trying to like, well, let's let's kind of edit this little part out. It was like, no, just scene, gone. I was like, wow, that's pretty intense. There's always a, a portion of the population that when a new medium arrives, 
that they don't understand it quite and they just assume that it's going to affect the minds of all children everywhere be it comic books music video games movies and i don't think there's any evidence to support any of it going back to all those mediums i don't think it it turns people into violent murderers i would agree i would say there's evidence to support that people who may be affected with these type of behavior issues and stuff like that who may do fucked up stuff may gravitate towards certain types of media that they can relate to or feel connected to and in ways and maybe some of that stuff is a little more ultra violent ultra ultra edgy type shit but i don't yeah i don't i don't think there's ever been like a definitive study that shows this stuff like straight up causes that but yeah you're correct they want to blame the content and not the person's psyche but it will desensitize you though like I'm, I'm proof of that. Fucking horror to movies alone, man. Film. I feel like if I saw someone's head explode in real life, it would still fuck me up. Oh, I've seen yeah. it a million no, times definitely. in film, but yeah, definitely. I mean, the <laughs> evening news desensitizes you to yeah. violence. It's all their show. Like- but desensitization. I don't know if that's a word, but it is now. Um, <laughs> doesn't inherently lead to any acts of anything. Like I'm still get squeamish when I cut my finger with like a butter knife. You know, like I'm just like, Ugh. like I don't think mm-hmm. I could ever like go crazy out there just because I've seen a ton of horror movies or played violent video games. I'm still just like, I'm still like, get a cup, get a paper. We're taking this bug outside, you know, like (laughs) just violence still weirds me out. But like when it's like that, I I don't know, this is a whole topic. It is a whole topic and we don't have to talk. I think we've uh, uh, touched on it pretty well, but yeah, censorship has got to stop. We need everything to be open and free. Let people judge it on their own accord and let's get mental health revitalization going on. That's going to help the violence. Grave talk with the hot takes. Censorship is bad. <laughs> Certain types of censorship because yeah. we are going to edit all Mark's parts out. Well, so. right, right. No, Mark censorship. That's like highly encouraged. Turn that shit to 11. <laughs> Make it a law. Edit me out of never, everything. Never has the globe been reunited as one front. <laughs> it's like we are the world of like, we need to get rid of Mark. <laughs> oh, I'm just getting dogged on today, man. What happens when you have the most energy? I know. The two I, tired people. Well, you're, you're knocking it out of me. One gut punch at a That's time. With our powers combined, John, we have the energy of a sleepy dog. (laughs) All right, that's enough out of you. Let's get into today's movie, Evil Ed from 1995. This one was directed by Anders Jacobson, stars Johan Rudbeck. I think it was the same Johan that asked us to do the movie. Oh, shit. Johan, are you in this movie? I swear to God, if it's Johan from this movie and you didn't let us know so we could get you on for like an interview, bro, you missed the damn boat. I'll tell you what, if there's one thing I know, Johan, not a common name in Sweden. Not at all. It's not the Browns. No. Very unique name. And if Johan, you know Johan from this movie, hook it up, man. We'll do a, we'll do a short. We'll interview this dude. It's like uh, seven degrees to Johan. <laughs> We're two. Two away from That's Johan. It. Johan Rudebeck is... Edward Eddie, in parentheses Eddie, the titular evil Ed. Per Lofberg as Nick. Olaf Roden as Sam Campbell. Fun fact, Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell. Sam Campbell, that's where that name comes from. <laughs> no! Oh, another reference? You mean reference? With all the Evil Dead references? <laughs> oh, boy. My man carries the movie, too, so he's putting his name to good use. Camilla Learth as Mel. I'm going to say these names, but I don't quite know them from the movies. Gert Fleiking as SWAT team lieutenant, Celia Lung as Barbara, Dan Malmer as Zip. I don't remember Zip. Kim Sulaki as Dix, Goran Lundstrom as Bondage Face. Bondage Face. I he think was like, that's the one they'd visit him yeah, in his was, weird yeah. dreams. Kind of like a clown thing going yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Terrifier's dad. Robert Droz as Fridge Fritz. 
and Bill Mosley as the voice of the Loose Limb Killer. Mm. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, this one is unrated by the critics. That's hard to believe. Is it? Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, well, what are the Swedish critics re- reviewing? I don't know. It's all in Swedish. I can't read it. They weren't allowed to at the time. Oh, I'm just yeah. kidding. I have no idea. I guess there is a Swedish Rotten Tomatoes version, right? Probably. But wouldn't they also be in the American Rotten Tomatoes? Let's really figure this out on the <laughs> podcast right now. Let's get Rotten Tomato <laughs> on the phone. Mr. Tomato. Uh, audience score of 49%. I think that seems... Astonishingly low. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you... Uh, You're not reading it backwards? No. Nope. Oh, 94%. Okay. No, I'm not dyslexic. I would quit the goddamn podcast <laughs> if it was at 94%. I feel like I have no faith in horror movies anymore. Here's what the back of the VHS has to say about Evil Ed. I love at the top in big red font. It says, warning, not for the faint of heart. Unlike most movies, faint of heart friendly. Mm-hmm. He's eerie. He's Ed Sightable. And his temper is Ed Splosive. Oh, Hold geez. on, stop. <laughs> did you just fucking say Ed Sightable? I did. <laughs> oh, God, I'm done. He's evil Ed. From the bowels of the movie studio editing room, the demons that inhabit the world's most gory movies scramble Ed's brain until he starts butchering more than the scenery. His rampage of exploding heads and flying limbs make this gore fest truly splatterific. That's it. Yeah. There's only two sentences. They still managed to fuck it up because he's not in the movie (laughs) studio editing room. They make a big point about him being in a separate house. Good point. But that doesn't read well on the back of a box if you're trying to get somebody in there. It's like, he's an editor, but he's not in the studio. <laughs> yeah. He's in a house 10 miles away. My question is, though, is they fucking made the word Ed Sighting, but did they actually, when they put editor, put ED in capital letters? Oh, they missed Editor. Get it? <laughs> it's literally in the fucking name. I started saying fucking a lot. I'm going to go yeah. ahead and tone that down a little bit. I don't want to get this whole scene chopped out by the Swedish. Oh, it's Swedish. gone. By the splatter and gore department. <laughs> <laughs> That's the bit that I love. Sweden, we love you, baby. The whole star of this movie, I was like, oh, I am here for whatever this is. And it kind of lost me a little bit throughout. Uh-huh. But overall, I think it was fun. And I would probably put it in the recommend pile. Yeah. Now, do you think this movie would be any different if it was called Evil Edward? It'd be British. Well, yeah, I was thinking maybe it'd be like a, like a turn-of-the-century type thing. It'd be oh. Evil Edwin. Oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. What would he be editing, though, at the turn of the century? Novels. You just rip pages out. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Boudoir Magazine. He goes to the freaking uh, printing press. Yeah. What was it called? The uh, the original the one? Gutenberg. The Gutenberg yeah. press, and he's pulling letters <laughs> off of the page. The, the, like just whole broadsheets. Like, why yeah. does this go from one to five? Oh, yeah, you can't see the intermediate pages. There's another idea. Shutter, uh, get at us. Yeah, yeah, this could be a whole anthology. <laughs> Evil editors. I like it. Well, what do you guys think about this movie? Uh, I really like it. Now, I'm going to say I don't think it's not a good movie. It is not well acted. The plot, total gibberish, but it's like so much fun. And it obviously doesn't take itself serious. And I think it was made by someone who really light, like loves horror movies. And it was just like, I need to, I'm only going to get one shot to make a movie and I better put all of my favorite things in this movie. And it's just unabashedly. If you had one shot. That's right. Mom spaghetti was all over (laughs) him when he was editing this film. Uh, so I, I highly recommend, I enjoyed it a lot, but it is bad. (laughs) 
I, hmm, this is one of those movies where like, I feel like I should like it more for what it's done, but I just didn't enjoy it. Um, I, I respect a lot about it. The special effects for the budget, astounding. Hearing that it took five years is also very impressive. Like that is definitely, at that point, it's a labor of love. Um, John, to your point, this person definitely cares about horror movies. He loves the horror you know, genre. This, it's, it's, it's his love letter and his own little statement on what, you know, his government did to those, those things that he loved. But that being said, it is very clearly multiple scenes that have been filled at random times, plot devices and plot, you know, parts that have been written at random times put together. Um, I, I don't know. I would, I would be, I would be hard pressed to say that I had a good time watching it, but I can appreciate what I watched. I don't know if I'd recommend it, honestly. Like, I I don't feel comfortable recommending this one. Let me put a little uh, asterisk next to my recommendation. Mm -hmm. I think said ass. I did. (laughs) And I'll do it again. Just watch. Um, You got to be a horror fan to watch this. Yeah. I don't think anybody outside of the genre would enjoy this in the least. Even for its satire of the, you know, censorship and all that stuff. Like, you got to really want to like bad movies first off and horror movies second. If you can, if you enjoy those things, I would say check it out. Hmm. When it's heavy handed in that aspect too, like the bad parts of the movie are very intentionally, in my opinion, designed to be over the top bad. I wouldn't say like intentionally bad, but like the, the studio ahead, uh, Sam Campbell, um, which I'm just going to call scramble from here on out because it's going to be easier. So his friends call him. So okay. yeah, <laughs> you know, scramble. Um, he's grabbing girls asses in his chair, like by the handfuls. So like, gross. He's like, <laughs> he's like, how many more ass cheeks can I get in this one hand? Put them in there, baby. Um, but the thing is, is his over the top character and stuff like that. Like was there's, there's a lot of parody in this, um, to the point of what is parody the right word? Satire. Satire. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, the, the first thing that you have to adjust to is that this movie exists outside of a normal universe. <laughs> like, there's no way that this film tries to replicate real life in any way. Right, which is why it doesn't bother me, because it is so out there and that it never takes itself serious. So the absolute, like, nonsensical continuity, the superpowers that Ed just randomly gets. Oh, that was like, one of my biggest questions. I was like, does watching horror movies make you a goddamn Hulk? This because movie makes no sense at all, and it never tries, and it never promises to make sense. That is, and, and that is why I think I made it through without like wanting to like turn it off, because I was like, it knows what it is. Yeah. It never gave me a false sense of like, this is supposed to be a, a dope, rad, like real movie. This is just... I've chosen to use this medium to say a bunch of things and do a bunch of things visually. And kudos to him. He did. Yeah. What it reminds me of is like in the 80s, they used to cut up different kung fu movies, combine them into one movie. Um, So it'd be like one movie made from the parts of three different movies. It kind of has that feel to it. The guy that did American Ninja did that. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember that guy's name, but man, the guy did Hard Hard Ticket Hawaii. (laughs) I love those. Um, I, I was trying to find, uh, cause this, this movie was re-released by arrow video. There's a Blu-ray out there. You can pick up for 20 bucks at the time of recording on Amazon. It's the evil edition. Nice. Or the, the special edition. That's what it is. Yeah. It's also free on YouTube. I found that out. Uh, and Tubi. <laughs> yeah. Well, I picked it up on a sale for three bucks. I think it's worth the three bucks. So I not... do too. I will say that I, I, I bought the arrow sale on yeah. iTunes also. And I would say, I'm glad I own it for $3. If I spent more than that, I'd be a little less thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> but the Blu-ray has a lot of special uh, features added in. They go talk to the director and, and the guys that made the film. 
Um, I couldn't really find any clips from that, but from what I read from reviews, they said they went into this movie with no script. And oh, it shows. Yeah. <laughs> really? This movie? Can you no. believe it? Uh. Also, the, the, the reviewer that uh, was reviewing the Blu-ray said that the uh, director said that they traded bottles of liquor for the camera that they shot the film with. Okay. So the passion is there. Yeah. This is like a- We're getting this movie made, you guys. Evil Ed is happening in 1990. One, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. That's tremendous. I think, you know, I uh, you, know, you can really tell it's a labor of love. That's why I recommend it. And there was a lot of talk about the stress of the post-editing. And as we mentioned, everything is dubbed. Yeah. The voices and the sound effects. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, why? The sound effects too? Yes, everything. And you're just, I'm just looking at this and, and what why is I'll tell you why. Cause they didn't have a Foley artist. Yeah. They didn't have a sa- a boom mic sound person at all. Did you notice how loud the foot stomps were throughout the entire <laughs> movie? It's like, there's no way those shoes are making that kind of noise. But when things would slide across, across like the floor, it was like whoosh. And I was just like, what is this Looney Tune shit? But again, it kind of felt normal in this world. Like to what John said, even the most bizarre things just felt like they belonged here. Right. In, in the filmography, the cinematography, everything is shot with a blue gel um, throughout the entire of the movie. Somebody just got their hands on it, like a spotlight and some gels and like, we're going to light this place up. Well, they put it on the light and then it damaged it and they couldn't get it off. So <laughs> melted on there. Yeah. That's what happens. Um, but yeah, what is it when, you know, when you watch something CG and it doesn't look real, is that the Mandela effect? Uncanny no, Valley. no, that's the uncanny Valley. Un- what is the Mandela effect? Mandela, what do you think? Like the, the, social consciousness believes something that never existed. Okay, that's evil Ed, right? It doesn't really exist. All oh, I hope it exists. Um, okay, so the uncanny valley effect when you see CG and it's actually it's not real and your brain knows it. Mm-hmm. That's what I was dealing with with the dubbed sounds of this movie. Like, it kept distracting me to the point. It's like, like, okay, my favorite absolute dub voice of the entire movie is Mr. Captain of the fucking army who comes into the oh, hospital. Oh, the best, dude. That's the best <laughs> Like, someone's like, hey, Swedish dude, do your best John Wayne. <laughs> Be careful out there, Captain. He's extremely dangerous. Affirmative. You heard the man. Are you ready to kick some ass, girls? Yes, yes sir. We love to kick ass, sir. Nice tie. Oh my God, that guy was hammy as shit. I loved it. At first, I thought his cigar was CG, (laughs) but then I was like, "There's no way they had any money for CG in this." But um, like, because he's talking like full open mouth, and his cigar's not falling out, and I was just like, "That is the most impressive thing I've ever seen." He's like, "All right, men, let's go," and this thing's just holding its perfect like still position in the open mouth area, and I'm like. It moves a little bit, but it looks like it's just holding its position. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's just sheer testosterone that holding guy, that there. <laughs> and the thing is, is they don't make a point of showing you them being called. Like, they, it's just like out of nowhere, the military just walks into this hospital and it's like, all right, boys, let's do it. We're here to do it. And I was like, what is that? Yeah, they, the, but like the military is just like a bunch of like 20 year olds in, in very special forces. Yeah, the like jumpsuits. It's like the director's neighborhood friends who just happened to see him filming that day. Um, The movie was all shot uh, mostly in an abandoned hospital that was closed down a few years prior to this. One of the years prior. Which year was that? Because it was filmed (laughs) over five years, Mark. Well, I know when it opened and that was in 1895. So that was an old ass hospital. Oh, I would not be able to do it. No. Yeah. A lot of lead paint. Oh, maybe that's why Evil Ed is evil. Well, I wonder if that was one of the plot points that got written in later on. Like, <laughs> like, oh, my God, this hospital shut down. Guys, I've got an idea. 
Do you think, uh, so let's say that I hadn't read the, uh, uh, our note from listener Johan about it being a satire about censorship. Mm-hmm. Would you have gotten that from the movie on its own? You know, when we talked about Candyman, when we didn't really like how he had, when right. the artist has to over explain the work, it means you may have failed with the art piece. So, well, that was one person's opinion on Candyman, but sure. yes. What do you think about that, looking at it through that lens with Evil Ed? No, I would have thought that this was an anti-horror movie and that it was saying, <laughs> if you watch all of these evil scenes, you will become evil, because that is effectively what it ha- If anything, this movie comes across pro-censorship. <laughs> like that 60s anti-marijuana movie. Uh, Reefer Madness. Yeah, this yeah. is like the Reefer Madness of horror movies, right? Like, don't do it or you'll turn up like Evil yeah, Ed. Yeah, exactly. Right? This is what they show in school to be like, yeah, if you... You don't want to be evil Ed. Don't be, you know, you could be good Ed. I wonder if something's lost in the overdub translation of this film. I just, I, well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't know. It seemed pretty obvious to me what they were going for, but I, I don't think you could miss that it was, it was satire. I mean, everything was overly heavy handed. I mean, every character is their character to an 11. I would say, I mean, even when we meet Nick, I'd say, I was about to say Nick is the only like, somewhat believable character but when we first meet him watching loose limbs four or whatever and he's all like like he pops up and like they turn the light on he's like uh nothing mr sir uh, uh oh sick that's bloody but i mean nothing we're okay in here uh and i was like dude what is going i mean at that point i knew no one was going to be normal it, i don't know i think it did a good job of like if i didn't have that back that history of it I think I still would have understood what they were going for. I would agree. Like, I understand the satire on horror. I don't, I would not have picked up on the censorship part. Like that it was anti-censorship. I think that got lost somewhere. Um, But maybe that was just a lot for, you know, a movie with no script. Well, Scarface is Scarface or whatever that character's name is kind of Scarface the bondage face bondage face. There's no bondage on his face, though. Well, it was was Um, bandaged. Maybe it's meant to be bandage face. Okay. No, I'm sure it says bondage face, but also I'm sure nobody. (laughs) Mark Mark looked really hard at the screen, like to make sure he didn't make a mistake. That's Uh, (laughs) I'm also sure nobody was proofreading the credits or the character names or I don't know. I, I feel like it was pretty. It was it was it was identifiable enough to be like you're know, like what do you do when you're going too crazy with all this? But I wouldn't have gotten the this is what Sweden was doing at the time kind of thing. I definitely would have gotten to like you know like we have to cut this. I mean, okay, you're right. You know what? It is kind of like come across as pro censorship. Yeah, <laughs> I think is if I had picked this up when it came out, Mark at fourteen or however, yeah, fourteen in nineteen ninety five, I wouldn't have picked up on the message. I would have read the back of the box, which says nothing about the satirical nature of this film. No. And I just would have watched this, this bonkers fucking movie about a guy who loses his mind after editing movies. Yeah. No, you're right. The more I think about it, it's like I can make all these reasons of why, like, oh, no, it's definitely totally satire. And then I'm like, but yeah, it doesn't really blatantly, like, point out, like, this is bad. Maybe we shouldn't be, you know. Yeah, maybe, like, they would have needed something where the edited movies are somehow causing people to be violent, like, oh, we show them in a maximum security prison and people get so frustrated and they riot. I don't know. I'm just riffing here. But some way to be like, look, even showing edited movies, people are still violent. Like, just some way to right. sync uh, that together. If, if if Evil Ed is an 11 yeah. after watching so much concentrated gore and violence, then there should have been like a five. Right. Somewhere in there, right? Yeah, like, Nick should have done something because he watched those movies yeah. as a casual viewer. He should have basically been like, "Let me take this body out for you, Mister Ed." You know, like like been okay with Ed killing Scambles. 
uh, scrambles. <laughs> Sam Campbell, um, like that would have. Yeah, you're right. That would have made a little more sense. And then the wife could have been the Puritan kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get into the plot a little bit and try try <laughs> to luck. at least yeah. uh, because I stopped writing notes. Can it take after, us five years to get through this? Yeah, I stopped taking notes. I was like, because it's not it. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, notes were like, oh, that was a cool edit. But I was like, oh, I'm not going to remember <laughs> what this means because it's all gibberish. Yeah. So the movie starts off with an in-house, when I say in-house, in-studio editor that had blockaded himself into the editing bay where he's just chopping film with scissors. He's lost his mind. And they take a blowtorch and they have to cut the door down to get in. And when they get in, he has a hand grenade. (laughs) Mark, I think you're underselling his craziness. This man is full Daffy Duck Looney Tunes talking in different voices. And I mean, oh, man, the moment I saw that, I was like, oh, we're in for a treat. And he pulls the pin and uh, in walks Sam Campbell scrambles. And he's like, what are you doing? Put Put, that down. Put that down. And sure enough, puts it down, blows himself to pieces. The way he says it, I was like, don't make me come over there. And it's like, the motherfucker's got a grenade. (laughs) That's the last thing you want to do. You want to go away from him. Uh, But horror movie watching death number one for its editor out of his mind from all that horror. Correct. If you expose yourself to unregulated (laughs) horror, this is what happens. You become a violent, nasty man who blows people up with grenades. Scrambles doesn't have any uh, side effects either. He nope. doesn't watch him, really. No, he does, because he knew about the beaver fucking oh, rape yeah, scene. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Bazooka rape scene? I don't remember what well, it was. He's built his tolerance up. You can't just start with the pure uncut shit. You can't right? go in there cold turkey? Yeah, you got to dilute that a little bit and work your way up, you know? Okay, okay. Sam calling Edward. Come in, Edward. We have some serious business to discuss. I'm listening. I want you to answer a simple question. Can you do that for me? And tell me this. Where in the fuck is my beaver rape scene? It's out, of course. Are you nuts? That scene's worth a fortune. Oh, my God. This guy's a couple of cans short of a six-pack. But it's... it's a disgusting scene. Make a note. Beaver rape clip stays in the film. Yeah, beaver rape, man. It's... it's a... Honestly, I respect this movie really brought that social issue to light that is a big big problem in sweden mm-hmm. uh tremendous amounts of beaver rape not only are they damn in your wells and your lakes yeah. and your your ravines your wells yeah they're in there <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> uh, you, you you turn or you can't I'm sorry i didn't i don't want to be that guy who was like gonna nitpick that down. i was like how the fuck do you damn a well <laughs> Wait, good question you build the dam on top of it so you go with your bucket bam oh. all you're doing is hitting wood them beavers are at it again <laughs> god damn it you can't throw a rock without hitting a beaver in sweden it is a serious dilemma it's rotten with them <laughs> so there's an opening surprise surprise the last guy had the job blew himself <laughs> up <laughs> well he and he blows himself up and blood splatters as if like a bucket through like fake blood on scrambles and he just takes his finger and wipes it off his glasses and is like ah damn it Gonna like need a new editor we lost another one and it was like that's when i knew i was like oh Okay, none of this is supposed to be serious. Like, I appreciate the movie letting me know right out the gate, though, that this was the level we were going to be at. And what level is that? Uh, like 75. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way off the charts. Um, I would put it at a like a Puppet Master Full Moon level. Like, if, you, if you've seen any movies by the company Full Moons, that's okay. about where this movie hovers. It's like a chopping mall situation. No. Uh, I'd, say, I'd say it's lower. 
lower Su- than sub chopping mall. Sub yeah, chopping, chopping mall, mall is way more. No, like, I would watch this movie over chopping mall. Okay, oh. then you've led me into a question that I have to ask you. Now. Yes, tell me. Why is it that this movie resonates with you so much more than say a chopping mall or a, a death spa? Good question, Mark. Uh, in I thought about this because Mark was really uh, flummoxed that I like this movie. Flummoxed. <laughs> flummoxed. flummoxed? flummoxed. <laughs> is that how they say it in Sweden? <laughs> yes. I guess that caffeine's kicking in. He was really flummoxed that I like this movie. And uh, I think it's because it doesn't take itself seriously. It doesn't even try to be a movie. Whereas it like, doesn't <laughs> try. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... I'm over here not trying. <laughs> yeah. Watch me. It's like... Okay, here's... Uh, so it's like the mom, Ralph... Mom, mom, look at me. Yeah. Over here, mom, mom. It's like the Ralph Wiggum of movies. And I really respect that. It's like, it doesn't... It's just... Well, I don't choo-choo choose this one, okay? <laughs> I... And like, but Death Spawn, Chopping Mall, they like try to pretend that they took place in this reality and like everything has to match like... There's like an element of realism to it that then pulls me out of it, ironically. This movie is like, fuck you, I'm opening with a grenade that only blows up someone's head. Uh, and I was like, you know what? All right, I'm, I'm game. I don't know if Chopping Mall was trying to be realistic, though, was it? I think they're based in a, a, a reality. Like a real world a, setting. But with a like crazy premise. Like even Death Spa, you know, like it's, what if the spa came to life? You know, like I understand it's like, I think John wants everything to be that level across the board as opposed to trying to mix and match. Also, I, these actors are bad actors, but in a very enjoyable way. In like Despa, they were just regular bad actors where I was like, oh, this is tedious. It's sometimes which it's so I appreciate tedious. more. It's like the room. I, I love that everyone was trying so hard. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, y'all are so bad, but this is supposed to be so serious. Um, Maybe the, those movies have a, have a level of we at least took an acting class yeah. <laughs> before we started yeah. filming. That's it. By trying to hit at least the bare level of professionalism, it makes me think like, okay, I expect the bare minimum of professionalism. <laughs> Evil Ed is like, uh, we're really aiming more for like a high school play level. And I'm like, all right, that is what I'm going to grade you against. Guys, I traded some booze for this camera. Yeah. Let's make a movie. <laughs> like, all right, I dig that's I, I could see like Evil Ed is something that like a bunch of friends in college put together. Like, all right, I like that, you know? Whereas Death Spa is like, you know, a real company tried kind of hard and failed. I'm a real boy. <laughs> I wondered after Evil Ed was picked up for distribution around the world, did it make the list of video nasties and immediately ban for uh, oh, viewers? I don't know. I don't know. I th- I honestly think that maybe this got picked up because of its. <sighs> I don't know how do I awesomeness. Say this? Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> Distributors watch this. Probably a bidding war, I assume. There's certain things that get like distribution based off the like, oh, it's so offensive, or oh, this was never supposed to see the light of the day, or oh, this is like so controversial. I feel like this movie got picked up and became like cult favorited as it is, just based off the whole like the myth behind it. It was it was aired uh, it was premiered at Cannes. That's impressive. Somehow. <laughs> like, well, to Garrett's point, it's like, oh, the CEO's son made this movie. Like, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, again, I, th- I feel like there's a lot of like, you know, like if the message behind it wasn't there, this would never have seen the light of day the way it does, the I, way it had. I assume it got a standing ovation. And probably five minutes. Yeah. And some like wreaths or whatever, you know, they, <laughs> <laughs> a gold medal. Yeah. Whatever they give at cans, you know, they throw Hershey kisses at the winner. All right, let's get back. I don't to think this. you know what the cans is. Uh, it's a festival a of some kind. I assume there's wreaths. 
uh, probably a lot of EDM music. Um, oh, okay. Now you're just <laughs> generalizing Europe. You? <laughs> Europe loves their EDM. Well, we're going to edit Mark and John out of this podcast now. No, no, hold on. I'm not generalizing Europe. I'm generalizing festivals. Oh, okay. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Let's, if, I'm, I'm going to insult the right people here. We'll go to a rave afterwards, have one half sausage, two half sausage, chocolate cigarette. Yeah. Hang out with a techno Viking. Oh, that reminds me, Garrett. We've started watching what we do in the shadows. We're like halfway through season two. It's fucking great, isn't the it? The best TV show I've ever seen in my life. It's oh. so good. It is hilarious. Okay. Well, another plug for that pro- yeah. program. Um, okay, so back to the movie. Evil Ed is not what we do in the shadows, but boy. <laughs> so the editor blows himself up, and then we cut to our title screen, which I actually really enjoy the title screen. The title screen is so well done. It's very creepy. It has like that real like 90s true horror movie feel to it. Like I was like, oh, this may get serious. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Edward um, was fine until he wasn't. But I, I got this mixed up with what was that movie? Nine, six, seven evil. evil. I thought this was the movie that was like the sequel or like the continuation of Evil Ed from Fright Night. It was not. I had to look it up because I was a little upset. I was like, this is not Ed from Fright Night. Unfortunately, it's not the Swedish spinoff of uh, Fright Night. That would have no. been awesome, though. Anyway, where are we in this batshit plot? <laughs> Literally five minutes. Okay. At the fucking opening <laughs> title card. Okay, what happens next? The, what happens? Oh, Jesus, what happens next? Great question, Mark. One that none of us can answer. Well, um, you meet Sam Campbell. He's being all fucking, he's like a real sleazy businessman, like Garrett said. No, he's, no, we cut to the the black and white. Um, oh, right. So we cut to this black and white Swedish film that's all like, honey, and it's, it, this is not dubbed in English at all. It's all like, honey, I'm leaving you. And he's all like, the weatherman says it's supposed to be clear today. Who can you trust? Who can you fucking trust? Nothing is sacred. And she's like, I'm leaving you. And he's like, it's supposed to be clear. And I'm like, what the shit? And um, yeah, if you can't trust the weatherman, who can you trust, though? That's a, that Who can part you of, trust? Hubba, hubba, hubba. That part money, of the movie money, kept money. me awake. I was like, who can I trust? No, nobody. Yeah. Is it going to rain tomorrow? John on the floor curled up like, I don't know. Questioning everything. Um, I want to finish that movie. Yeah, any one of these movies, I would have liked to continue on. Uh, yeah, the fever dream should have picked a direction. Um, so we basically then cut to um, Ed, who is editing this black and white film, um, and then puts it in the can. And then his boss calls him in. And is like, Ed, can you come in here? That was the guys from the Gore and Blood Department, Splatter and Gore Department, Splatter and Gore Department. We really missed out. This could have been the Splatter and Gore podcast. No, the Grave Talk is so much cooler sounding. <laughs> I bet that's taken. Oh, I'm sure I it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Splatter and Gore Podcasts up. Good name. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? So basically, as if they were professional basketball players, he just sends them to the majors. <laughs> like his boss is like, you're going to Splatter and Gore. And he's like, well, why do they want me? And he's like, doesn't matter. You're going there anyway. So he walks into Scramble's office. Yeah. Oh, one thing, his boss is also like 7,000 years old. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It was a very old. It was, it was the director's dad. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of 7,000 years old, did you see like the 90 year old woman carrying the cans across? Yeah. I, I, the moment I saw that, I was like, oh, this is genius. Like, I thought it was going to be that level across the whole movie. This person, through the entirety of this conversation, is slowly scooching across (laughs) the screen, like tiptoeing through the fucking flowers, man. It was so crazy. 
he goes up to uh, to Scramble's uh, splatter and gore uh, department, and uh, he walks in. There's a bunch of ladies in tight dresses. There's three of them sitting on Scramble's lap. He's you know grabbing asses, and he's like, "I don't care. Get me three more bloody severed limbs. I gotta go." And then he's like, "Ed." I'm going to need you to work for me. This depiction of 90s business is pretty much what John sees the 80s as with his cocaine-fueled yeah. uh, nightmare stuff that he thinks this the 80s was. This must have been was. one of the earlier film scenes, like 1991-ish, still had that 80s yeah, yeah, yeah. hangover, because that's definitely <laughs> what it felt like. And he's like, oh, fucking loose limbs. It's a big one. It's the biggest. But fucking Europeans uh, want their movie cut, so we need you to edit it. Also, there's no space for you here. But there's a house you can go edit in. Uh, he good has luck. an extra house. It's like, like, I have an extra house on the edge of town. You can go edit there. And I was like, hmm, okay. Yeah, it sounds like uh, Ed. He's just Ed. He's not evil yet. Uh, boring Ed. Really got a, a sweet gig. Work from home. He's like, or he's got the, Work from a home. Work from a home. And he gets to watch horror movies all day. Now describe Ed to us so the listener knows what kind of personality <laughs> this guy has. Uh, like a wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> like a piece of white toast. Yeah. Straight laced. Doesn't watch anything outside of his dramas that he's been editing, I guess. I assume he... Oh, favorite hobby? Watching paint dry. It's mm-hmm. really thrilling. What part's going to dry first? He doesn't take bets. That's a little too much. But he mentally... Is he a married man or is he dating? He's someone? married. He's married. He's got he has kids. a kid somehow. Okay. The kid looks the same exact age as the, the <laughs> wife, though. Yeah. Like, I can no, al- she looks like someone who had old makeup put on her. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. she still looks 17. <laughs> I, I the can, kid? <laughs> the wife? The wife. Both of them. I can only assume it was an arranged marriage because I can't see how the, these two ever got together. Oh, number one. And number two, not a lot of chemistry there. They only have two scenes together. One's a phone call where Ed explains beaver rape, and then <laughs> she's tasting him. Oh, I love that moment. So uh, you do also get through like context clues of the, the phone calls and uh, the wife and stuff like that and her, her dialogue that they're very, I don't want to say pious people, but they're very kind of like morally straight-laced, you know, very much like... You know, they had like religious songs playing in the background, like, you know, like Amazing yeah. Grace and stuff like that. Or- Ed could have stepped out of a 50s sitcom. Oh, yeah. A really happy days yeah. type yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Ed in that scene, though, because his wife calls. He's, so he takes the job. He goes to the house. He's doing some editing. And his wife's like, hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. I was like, yeah, you won't believe the shit that are in these movies. And she's like, well, tell me about it. He's like, no, you really don't want to know. It's going to gross you out. She's like stop talking to me like I'm a kid and fucking tell me. He's like, all right. Well, yeah. He's like, all right, well, I just edited a scene where a beaver rapes somebody and then she shoots someone with a bazooka. And he's like, she's like, that's so gross. Why would you tell me that? How dare you? Yeah. It's like, bitch, <laughs> you <laughs> just told me to tell you. you told I, that upset me too. Yeah. <laughs> I was you like, asked for it, damn it. Oh, I've had that conversation, Ed. I totally feel you. <laughs> Both of you are married. Did that hit really close to home, yeah. fellas? <laughs> Every time I bring up beaver rape, yeah. I get shut the fuck down. <laughs> Why are you even asking about it then? <laughs> Honey, you knew what my job was when I took it. Yeah, so yeah, he gets he gets an earful from that and he's and then she's like, are you going to be home for your daughter's birthday, which is in two weeks? And he was like, yes, I'll be there on the dot. I won't miss it. I promise. Guess what? Spoiler alert, mm-hmm. John. Yeah, he hangs up and forgets that his daughter even has a daughter. He's like, well. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He, he remembers, but he misses that appointment. Man, I set you up. I fucking softballed that in there. Yeah. You're like, the guy doesn't remember shit. He's busy editing horror movies, okay? I knew he wasn't going to Schrodinger's uh, fucking uh, birthday party. I knew he wasn't going to make that shit. <laughs> Why even bring it up? It was irrelevant. So let's rewind a little bit and talk about Ed's uh, coming psychosis 
after being exposed to the horror. For like 15 minutes. It's like day one. He sees one whor- one beaver rape and his mind just snaps. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about loose limbs? Uh, I fucking love so loose he, limbs. So this, this, move, this movie studios, big, big property is this franchise called Loose Limbs. They're working on uh, eight of them, and five is just coming Seven. Seven of them. Seven of them. Sorry. Uh, Very very important. Get your fake numbers right. Loose Limbs 8 is a meta after credit scene, guys. Oh, Oh, see? I didn't even know that happened. Yeah. Ed is one of the Loose Limbs. Oh, shit. Yeah. Really? It's wild. No, I don't know. I didn't see it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, think of like the conjuring for uh bloom house right this is the the loose limb trajectory has just skyrocketed profit yeah. for this company right you could also say friday the 13th also well i don't know the name of that company i do okay. know the name bloom house okay so I fair it. enough fair enough all right yeah. or a paranormal activity if you yeah, yeah yeah new line you know sure so what what is um some of the stuff this guy is looking at he's a uh, Loose limbs, obviously, yeah. being well, removed from bodies. So uh, I assume a prostitute. Maybe it's just a re- regular girl. Uh, prostitute comes bro. up to this straight up prostitute. We can this. smell our own. <laughs> <laughs> you you prostitute takes one to no one, and I knew her. Um, <laughs> so she goes to this guy in the uh, like in a parking garage, and she's like, "Hey, do you want a taste?" He's like, "I mean, obviously, yes." Uh, <laughs> And she's like, yeah, me too. Gets naked. And then he's like, fucking tricked you. And then just chops her hand off. But it takes like 50 chops. It's really Mark, would you like to describe this guy real quick, though? He's like a trench coat wearing like... Long hair, greasy hair. He looks like Jack Nieper's sidekick from the fucking Batman. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, he can't talk without spitting on himself. He's supposed to be a creepy, like, you know, pervert, you know, meeting in a garage to basically hook up with a prostitute. Trench coat wearing the whole nine yards. And doesn't she say something like, don't you want a piece? Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, I'll take the limb. I'll take the arm. And she's like, wait, what? (laughs) And he chops her arm off. And uh, that effect was awesome. It was really bad, but in a great way. Yeah, he like takes a little weird axe knife and like chops her arm off. That was when I was like, oh, we might actually be in for a legit like FX like treat here because when he's hacking into the arm, they do a really good job of showing what it looks like to hack into like meat like that. It's not like a clean cut. It's like a bunch of little like mm-hmm. hack marks mixed in and it's like, Pieces flipping up. I was like, oh, shit, this is pretty gory. And he's getting sprayed with blood and he's cackling maniacally and he's getting off on it. And then he does his little leprechaun dance, you know, after he gets an arm and he's like, (laughs) and then we cut out and realize that's one of the things that um, Ed's working on. Ed's Mm -hmm. working on. So we get these little like interludes of loose limb scenes cut into the movie without any kind of warning. But then we're supposed to know that these are the scenes from the movies that we're seeing that that he's working on. Right. And Ed is so heavy handed with the editing. (laughs) It goes from like, I'm going to take the whole arm. Wait, what? And then it's just the guy covered in blood gleefully doing his leprechaun. Yeah, it was great. So all of that in between is just chopped out by Ed. I can't believe that they would take a new guy, put him on a project and then not supervise what he's doing, especially if this is the conjuring quotation Mm -hmm. mark. Uh, dollar sign that the company is 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 producing but according to johan that's just how they did it he said they weren't subtle cuts they were just chopping out whole sections of the movie so maybe this was an accurate representation or maybe it's a little satirical but like you know maybe it's like a, a representation of what it was really like but i wasn't watching this movie thinking that the swedish uh censor board was involved in any way in the plot 
You know what I mean? He, he said, we need the explicit shit cut out, Mr. Scrambles does. Yeah. So to burn through some of this real quick, basically we're introduced to Nick, who's this kind of like, I want to say like intern, late teen type kid who loves these these movies. He loves Loose Limbs. He's like your standard horror uh, fan. Your 90s stoner cliche. Yeah, he's much. having fun with it. He's got a girlfriend named Mel. Um, they're watching these films, but he's the one that's responsible for taking the uh, the film cans to where they're supposed to go. So he's responsible for taking the movies to um, Ed out at the house and, you know, have him, you know, edit the latest Loose Limbs. He ends up taking some cans out to to Ed, who's already kind of snapping a little bit. He's hearing voices from scenes in the movie. He's seeing characters yell at him like, don't fucking look at me or some weird thing like that. I think that was one of the lines. Yeah, he says that multiple times. He sees Mm -hmm. the old lady in the house across the way come out to take her trash out. And she's super old. Then she turns around and then she turns back around. And now she's like some like late 20s early 30s like blonde or whatever and I think she's it was the prostitute from the movie he was editing oh yeah yeah i think it was and then she like just drops her clothes and starts rubbing her tits and she's like do you want some of this and then he's like whoa whoa what and then he like snaps out of it and the old lady's looking at him like what are you looking at and then he runs back inside so anyway we get an idea that he's kind of losing his shit from editing all this stuff and being exposed to um the, the intense sex and violence of these movies. So then Nick is supposed to bring out some cans. Scrambles is like, how come you haven't done it yet? And he's like, I forgot. And he's like, you better do it. And this Scrambles is your standard, like, you know, hot shot 90s movie studio guy. He's going to like, you know, he's he's commanding people and he's young. He's a real Harvey Weinstein, if you will. So Nick goes out and then drops off the films. And at this point, Ed's kind of out of it. I would say at this point, he's, he's made the switch to evil at almost. No, he's close. He's like, he beats up Nick at this point. No, no, not yet. The first time Nick comes by, he drops off the cans. He's like, oh, it's Loose Limb 7. This one's great. And he's like, 90 minutes of condensed sex and violence. You call that a great movie? It's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he actually, Nick I do. For- uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and so Nick's like, all right, fine, whatever, you dick. And then he drives off and, and then evil Ed. Well, right now he's kind of like crazy. No, crazy is an offensive term. He's mentally disturbed Ed. Yeah. He hasn't gone evil yet. Well, he's being visited by Bondage Face. Right. Or better named Bandage Face. Right. This is the first time. And, and Bandage Face is like... Or, or Swedish Robert Zadar. I mean, he's <laughs> he, basically this dude's got a weird face. I like his design, though. And he's yeah, like... he was cool looking. What is the message of Bandage Face? Kill everybody. Why? Wait, was that the message? Yes. Because he, people are He evil. said, you've got work to do. And he's like, I know. And I was like, what fucking work does he have to do? Does he ever I actually murder explicit, everybody? Does yeah. he explicitly say that, though? Well, I think he's like, you got to purge the evil people is essentially the message. And the evil people is everyone who's not evil Ed, ironically. Um, Which is weird coming from someone like Bandage Face or Bondage Face who, like, clearly is a horror villain, you know? Like, I don't know if you're always, like, super, like, I have to clean the earth. I'd be like, let me listen to this demon here. He's like, more like, where's Captain Planet? Right? Yeah, Yeah, he's our hero. (laughs) (laughs) Bondage Face is like, Ed, you've seen these movies. Look what people are making. People want to watch this shit. So you better get out there and kill them before they could see this uh, and turn violent themselves. And that's like, you know what? That is that makes 100 percent. That sense. tracks. Yeah. Logic is uh, impeccable. So I better start murdering. Uh, I better skedaddle. Yeah, I got to get out. I got a lot of killing to do. So who's his first victim? His first victim. 
Is Nick later though? No, no, no. He beats the fuck out of Nick because at this point he's kind of he beheads somebody. Right. Scram- Scrambles is his first victim. Yes, yes, yes. Because Nick is. comes in, Nick your bondage. Oh, face, you're he right. Leaves. He sees the fucking hand in the trash can. Yeah, okay, yeah. right. So he sees bondage face. He goes to bed. He then hears a bunch of sounds and he wakes up and he's like, "All right, I got to check this out." So he's creeping downstairs. He's all paranoid. The sounds are coming from the fridge. He opens the fridge and there is a dollar store gremlin. Uh, no, give that gremlin a little more. Awesome. I like it. It's like a mix of Gizmo and a Gremlin put together. It's got a weird little, like, goofy voice. Like wings for ears. It's pretty enjoyable. (laughs) Fuck you, man. (laughs) He doesn't seem too terribly freaked out. He's a little more like, kind of like, well, what's this doing in my fridge? As opposed to, okay, what the fuck? Well, there's a little like playful actions going between him and the, and the gremlin thing, like where it's <laughs> opening and closing the, the damn door, yeah. refrigerator door. Peekaboo! Yeah, and then he finally grabs like a table knife and walks around and swings open the door and starts stabbing the air. Except he stabs like a tub of mayo or some shit like that. Clearly, this is in his mind. Right. Except then he steps back over and goes like, oh, it was in my mind. And then little gremlin face like looks out of the fridge like, uh-huh, I'm still here. And you're just like, what the hell is going on? And then, then classic Sam Campbell power move. He shows up at Ed's house at like three in the morning. Yeah. Okay. The time of day when this movie takes place is no fucking sense because there's a phone call bef- between Scrambles and Ed where he's like, I'm going to come over in the morning, Ed. I need to check on your work to see how their things are going. And then he shows up at the dead of night. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably like 3 a.m., which is yeah. a morning, technically. Technically. The right. witching hour. Dude, you don't get to be Scrambles by waking up at, you know, you wake up at the crack of dawn. Scrambles sets his alarm for 2.30 a.m., so he can get to his people's but the, house. But the well, other maybe, time maybe problem. Sam was like, I'm going to go in the morning. And then like he woke up in a cold sweat. And he's like, oh, my God, what if he edited out my beaver rape scene? Oh, I yeah. got to go now. I wish that scene was in the movie because I would have loved that. <laughs> yeah. um, but also another issue with the time time of day uh, sequence issue is that when it's that girl's birthday party and it says like four o'clock on the clock mm-hmm. and then it's like dead of night. Well, Sweden, very north. Very, very north. It's like a 30 days of night type thing. Are you just making that up? hundred <laughs> percent, but it works. Uh, so they, we, there's actually no daylight that whole movie. Oh, yeah. It's complete di- Com- darkness. Yeah. It's okay. just various shades of dim uh, during this time oh. of year in Sweden. So <laughs> Scramble yeah. shows up and it's all like, let me see my movie. Well, it's like nailing the door shut. Cause he's like, all right, this gremlin needs to stay. And Scrambles comes and is like, makes no comment. He just sort of steps under the boarding. And it's like, you'd think you'd be like, Ed, what are you doing to my house? To be fair, he watched a dude blow himself up with a grenade literally days before. So I feel like he's kind of like, meh. Maximum chill. This is, this is cool compared to what just happened. So, and so, yeah, then Sam scolds him about cutting out the beaver rape. He's like, I can't believe you left that. And Ed's like, that's pretty explicit. And he's like, it's a fucking beaver, Ed, uh, leave it in the movie. And then, Suddenly, like the devil appears. Well, no, he's seeing Sam become become the, a yeah. demon with horns. Like, it's incredible. It's a cool. Demon. We're talking Tim Curry from Legend, but white instead of red. <laughs> yeah, giant, massive headpiece of these horns. Crazy. If you're gonna be a demon, you want big horns. Yeah, yeah. His voice starts changing. Ed starts freaking out, and apparently, there's a giant dungeon under this house, <laughs> or at least in his mind. There's a, a giant dungeon that that's mm-hmm. demon is now chasing Ed through, which in reality, or the movie's reality, is just Sam going, Ed, are you okay? What's going on? 
And yeah, the Ed sort of does run into the basement, and I guess Sam is like following him, like, oh, this is weird. And Ed's like, I'm gonna have to kill this demon. And he stabs the demon, and shockingly, he actually killed Sam. Well, he breaks his neck. He grabs the horns and twists oh, his that's neck. Right, so that's he, right. he kills Scrambles by um, like breaking his neck. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that. I assumed it was a stabbing. A lot of stabbing in this movie. So. There is some stabbing later, yeah. but yeah. So at this point, so then he chops up the body at, to the classic um, dim bones, dim bones, dim dry bones. Um, <laughs> no, it's not Alice in Chains. No, it's it, honestly. The head bones connect to this your sound bones. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> Slapped. Okay. That was great. And that's how I know about the after credits scene because I couldn't turn the credits off because I was like, what is this song? And I'll tell you about the whole credit scene. They started playing the song and I was like, all right, you really like this tune. No, no, no. I was like, about halfway through the song, it cuts and goes into this weird fucking garbage, like Euro techno, like, it's time to party. Told you there'd be EDM. (laughs) And then at the end of that song, that's when we get the voiceover. It's all like, it's over for now, but tune in more when Ed comes back and Loose Limbs 8. And then they show a Loose Limbs 8, like, title card and then it cuts away so it's like a james bond thing right evil ed will return in murdering her majesty's secret service (laughs) exactly (laughs) wait a minute i thought he worked for the queen (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so he kills uh scrambles puts his body in the trash can cuts him up Um, it's safe to say now he's evil ed he has transitioned he like a butterfly out of a cocoon he is now evil ed and the next poor person to come visit is Sam. Nick. No, Nick. Nick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sam's <laughs> dead. dead. Just killed Sam. <laughs> Sam's dead, baby. Sam's dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nick is. comes in. Nick brings him uh, loose limb seven. Because right. before he brought him loose limb six, he brings him loose limb seven at this time, and he's all like, "I'm glad you're here. I want to thank you for bringing me the best films ever. Here, have some coffee. I'm real thankful for what you're doing." And then at this point, Nick's like, "Yeah, bro, I gotta go." This is kind of weird. At first, Nick was like, yeah, I will have coffee. You got any sugar? And then when he, when Evil Ed didn't have any sugar, classic evil move, Nick was like, who doesn't keep sugar? This is some weird no, shit. No, no, no. It's <laughs> when fucking Ed puts his tongue into the scalding hot coffee like a fucking lizard and goes, <laughs> it's hot. And Nick's like, all right, I got to go. No sugar and this? No, <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. You're a mess. <laughs> no, thanks, Turkish. I'm sweet enough. Um, so at this point, he's like, I got to get out of here. And then at this point, Ed's like, you're not going anywhere. Bam, bam, bam. Starts beating the shit out of fucking Nick. Like he's on the ground and he's saying one liners from the uh, the Loose Limbs movies. He's beating the hell out of Nick to a bloody pulp. And I thought he killed Nick at first because we don't see Nick after that. Because at that point, he has to be seen later on, though. But at this point, we don't see what happens to Nick. Nick gets up off the ground in a pool of blood. And like Garrett, I thought he was dead. It was like, there's no way that guy survived that. According to the trivia, he was supposed to. Uh, Evil Ed was supposed to like suck his brains out with a vacuum cleaner. Oh, wow. But then they then they added the the hospital stuff, I guess. And they had to rewrite the fact that he was alive so he could be at the hospital at the end. Well, he's the protagonist to the last half of the movie. Yeah, that, that which uh, threw me for a loop. I did not unexpected. see that coming. Yeah. What happens when you don't have a script? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is true. He does really heal up quick from the ass kicking that he got. He's in the bed with the, you know, he's got the IV connected to yeah. his arm. He's barely moving around. IV's connected to the sucker. arm bone. <laughs> 
That's uh, the deep cut of that. Yeah. Song. But he rips that. Uh, don't ever rip an IV out like fucking no. Nick did. That would hurt like a motherfucker. Big he, time. And he gets up and he runs around and all of a sudden he's a badass. And it's like, bro. Vanessa was like, that needle's not out of his hand. <laughs> I was like, no shit. Yeah, he broke that sucker off in the skin. So uh, he beats the shit out of Nick and then his wife calls. Because he's missing the birthday. This, right. He's beating the hell out of Nick as, oh, and he like takes the phone off the hook and he's like, it's for you. And he like starts smashing Nick in the face with the, the handset. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that was the robbers. Oh, the robbers come next? Oh, yeah. yeah. the robbers do come they, next. They come as yeah. he's like beating up yeah. Nick. So another point of the movie, I was oh, like, yeah, this, this I makes forgot no about fucking this sense. <laughs> These two guys, the guy with an Uzi and like an automatic like assault rifle. They're show called up. crackheads. Oh, the, they? Yeah, they're like listed as crackheads. <laughs> I would have liked to seen their movie that leads them up to the intersection of Evil Ed's. Uh... Did you just say he had an Uzi? Yeah. Okay, good. I was going to say, did we notice that he had a fucking yeah. Uzi? Yeah. They were armed to the teeth. And I was like, is Sweden, are they allowed to have guns? Bro, I don't the, know. the first weapon we saw was a grenade. It is wild <laughs> over there. She's killing beavers with, with bazookas. Civilians are allowed to arm themselves with armament <laughs> yeah. from the uh, military. Yeah, you just, in fact, they don't even lock the armory doors. You just walk in, take what you mm-hmm. need, and off you go. Take a gun, leave a gun. <laughs> exactly. Just sign it out. Nope. Check it back in when you're done. You know, like the little libraries, everyone has them in front of their house. You just, you know. So oh. these guys break into the house, and it's your standard lit by flashlight. Let's walk around in the dark. But, but there's got to be some backstory that was left because well, we know this is Scramble's house. Yeah. So I assume that Scrambles did something to fuck with these dudes. I got or that you. he was targeted for something. Or they're there to steal loose limbs and distribute it on their own. Oh, shit. Distribute, distribute. I, I don't think Nick was the first stoner who was working for Sam, right? Mm-hmm. So these two people were probably Nick's predecessors. Fired. Sam stole their girlfriends, because that's how he rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, just mm-hmm. sexually harassed those poor girls into quitting and leaving the country. And fired the boyfriends. And now they're coming for revenge. They're like, you know what? This is bullshit. Let's fuck Sam up. Go get the Uzi. Um, yeah, see, there we get. We just improved Evil Ed. Just or there could bit. have been no script, and they just said, we need to have him kill some more people. Robbers. Well, I think it's definitely, especially near the end, you can tell this was a, you know what would be cool type of movie? <laughs> yeah, let's just roll with whatever ideas we have left to do. So, yeah, these guys come in, and Ed just makes short work of them. Yeah, and this is like our first inkling that now Ed has superpowers. Of the first guy, because the other guy outside with the Uzi is just sitting there jamming on his Sony fucking Walkman. Yeah, I can't hear a thing as the guy's screaming and blood-curdling sounds. Yeah, headphones were not that good in 1995. No, uh, definitely not. So how does he take this guy out? Like you said, is this the one that gets the phone he, yeah, beaten he, into his face? The, uh, he's got no, a so shotgun. The, the, the first guy, doesn't he get his, like, beat with the, with the shotgun? Because he tries to shoot uh, Evil Ed, and it's like, click. And it's like, fuck, oh, a that's dud. He gets him in the face, right? Yeah. He kind of shreds his cheek a little a bit. A little bit, but it mostly misses and doesn't work. And then Ed takes the gun and just beats him to death with his own gun. And then the other guy's all like, what? I think I hear something. He goes inside and he's all like, Tommy or whatever. <laughs> like I don't remember what the guy's Jorgen. name was. <laughs> <laughs> Crackhead <And>, number one. <laughs> and so uh, he runs in, and that's when he starts getting beat senseless. And then the phone rings. It's the wife. You know, she's at the birthday party. They're lighting the candles on the cake. There's okay. There's not a party happening. It's just daughter and wife. It's the saddest that party. Be, that could be a party. She's like, but my party. I'm like, nobody's there. You're just yeah. sitting at the dinner table. Well, her dad was supposed to be home for her birthday. Party so. of three. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Look, if Crying you were, to my cake. If, if you were, <laughs> it's the second draft of party of five. <laughs> if you were evil Edwina, which is what I assume his daughter was, Edwina, uh, uh, you wouldn't probably have a lot of friends either. 
Your dad is a psychopath. And he wasn't though. He was a religious like normal guy up until like just moments ago. <laughs> your mom is the same age as you, and, and your dad is a, a serial killer. So, oh. so, so he she misses. So she calls, and then he picks up the phone. And instead of saying something, he starts beating the guy with it. And he has a bunch of like really. Anytime Ed's killing someone, he's got a bunch of like really cheesy like horror movie one liners that he's quoting from Loose Limbs. Not only that, but every other horror movie that exists. Mm-hmm. So that leads me to a nitpick for a movie that should not be nitpick because it's all nonsense. Taxi driver, are you talking to me? Yeah, so <laughs> stuff like that. Assumably, Ed has never seen any of these films, period. How does he know these lines? Easy. He's uh, possessed by the horror ghost now. Oh, he's tapped into the yeah, fucking internet Yeah, he's in horror. the horror-verse. He's, he's been, uh, he's, uh, uh, he's been plugged gifted. in, right? He's the one. He's like uh, Neo for horror. That's how he's able to do all this crazy shit, because he's killing people left and right. And That's the t- only thing that makes sense. It's only about to get worse. <laughs> we got to quit giving John caffeine. So, the horror matrix. Yeah, he's, he's in the Hatrix. And the <laughs> and can't disconnect them. Uh, that, that's the only thing that makes sense because he even says they're coming to get you, Bob. Right, when he's chasing his wife, and you're like, how would he know that line? His wife calls and is like, "I just want you to know you're the biggest disappointment of like any for all disappointments. You are the biggest that has ever happened to Sweden. Uh, <laughs> uh, you're disappointing me and your family and your daughter and yourself and the country. But and he the doesn't world. hear any of this because he literally smashes the hand." Said over this dude's face, and she's like, Ed, is that you? Are you there? Hello? And then she's like, immediately hangs up the phone, goes and blows out the candle on her daughter's <laughs> birthday cake. The daughter runs back out, like, I'm excited to blow my candle out. And she goes, Get your coat. We're going to find your dad. The daughter's just like, What? But my party. <laughs> I didn't berate him enough on the phone. I got to go tell him this shit to his that face. Daughter, I felt so bad for her in this movie. I was like, What a shit situation to be in all There was around. no reason to take her on that road trip. No, she could have party of one. Uh, she could have finished. <laughs> per, she didn't even get a slice of her own cake. Mom, you go. I'm going to eat this cake by myself. Yeah. <laughs> Probably melting. It's like an ice cream cake. She's going to come back to a puddle. That would have been a better experience than what she goes through here in a minute. Well, that's true. So uh, Barbara goes and she's like, all right, kid. Now that I dragged you all the way over here, I want you to just stay in the car. You can't see your dad right now for, I just sense it. Classic deadbeat parent behavior. Right. Uh, so then she goes in and Ed is busy being evil and um, yep. he's going to taser. He's like, uh, and where he says, I'm coming to get you, Barbara. It is so. Well, no, like, he, before she tases him, he's all like, ah, I see you here. What do you want? She's like, you're scaring me. He's like, you want to fuck? Are you a horny little girl? What's your, and he starts <laughs> getting real weirdly sexual with it. And he's like, you're just here for cock. And it's just like, what the shit is going on? Like, I know he saw sex and violence, but we haven't had a lot of sex up to this point. So that came out of the clear fucking blue for me. And then so she, he starts, like jams her face into the editing bay, right? Yeah, he's like, watch this, watch this beaver rape scene with a bazooka. <laughs> and you're just like, what the hell? And then so she's like, back off me. You're scaring me. And it's like, at least. Yeah, and you're so definitely should be scared right now. Then she pulls out the taser and she's like, back off me. That's when the daughter comes upstairs and is like, mom, dad, what's going on? He's like, Emmy, what a pleasant surprise. Now. We have not only the big bad bitch, but also her little naughty, naughty daughter. Come on, come on, come 
give daddy a hug. Hmm? So he's saying some evil shit, and when he's being distracted by the daughter, the mom grabs a taser and tases the fuck out of him. He falls out the window. Ah! <laughs> yep. Check. Yeah, that <laughs> so- happens. <laughs> and then she's like, come on, let's get out of here. And they just leave. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we had enough the, of That's the end of those characters. We don't period. see them again. Well, here's why. What the fuck would you do in that situation? Uh, leave. Go to Switzerland. Yeah. <laughs> is Switzerland the nearest country to Sweden? Uh, no comment. No. Yeah, I think Norway is. <laughs> yes. Or Germany, well, you Denmark. Don't go, you don't want to stop at the house next to the murdering house. You want to go at least two houses think down. Think like Norway and Denmark are yeah. like some of the closest. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But anyway, um, at, at, some point, at some point a little bit earlier, uh, Nick had gotten up out of the pool of blood. You may have mentioned this, but he like runs out and he gets he like stops a car and they take him to a hospital. So that's the end that we saw of Nick from earlier. Um, so the daughter and the mother leave. We never hear from them yeah. again because they probably went home and filed for divorce and killed themselves. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can't think of street. I mean, after that, who the hell knows what happened to them? Well, I wish what, them the best, but oof. Here's what Happy happened. Happy birthday as she gets smothered <laughs> by her mother with a pillow. She's like, you know what? I blew out your candle. I'm a real fucking shit mom. You just saw me kill your dad. You want some Baskin Robbins? And being a kid, she's like, fuck yeah, I want some ice cream. And they go off and live happily ever after and as happy as you can in Sweden. Anyway. At Mr. Robbins Baskin's house. I think yeah. I think the violence and sex of this movie got to John. He is not himself today. <laughs> <laughs> He's like justifying all this crazy behavior. He's like, it all makes sense, guys. Think about it. <laughs> Y'all aren't putting the threads together here. You are not seeing the Shut hatred. up, Chip. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> so, Boys get that syrup So in anyway, at this point, they take Ed, they pick up Ed's like shocked body. They take him to a hospital. We're now in a hospital, by the way. Yeah. Um, Where the final act of the movie will be best act. The, the 40 movie. final 40 minute final act of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, this like went on forever. Three separate movies in this final <laughs> act. Uh. So Mel shows up and she's she's busy looking after Nick and his his beating. He's he's in yeah. a bed with an IV. As this scene earlier. is great. She's like he's like, how do I look? And she's like, you look like shit. And I was like, there you go. Honesty. That's a solid important. relationship. Yeah. Good communication skills. And so then Ed's busy, like flailing around. They shoot him up with some shit and they're like, this will knock out a horse. And okay, did you not think that that female? Oh, one thing that was pointed out, like the uh, the orderly had like a big hoop earring, and um, um, my roommate was like, "There's no way you would wear earrings that big in a mental asylum. Those shit would get ripped out mm. so quick." Absolutely. Um, but they're they're taking Ed into a room on a on a gurney, or is it a gurney? Mm-hmm. I guess it'd be a gurney. Yeah, he's like strapped in, and yeah, he's in a straitjacket. And then they shoot some like something into his neck, and to calm him down. It's very ineffectual. And um, well, he he seems out. And they're like, oh, you can take the jacket off of him now. Now that female doctor slash nurse, whatever she was, I think she was a doctor. She had a very low cut top on. I was like, we're gonna see her tits any moment now. Mm-hmm. Like just from horror movie like one hundred and one, I was like, those tits are coming out. They didn't. Close, I was though. shocked. Yeah, it was close. Dim titties become Ed's <laughs> spinach. I need me spinach. He fucking <laughs> cra- crazies up again. No, he, he hulks up, but he does hulk up because they take the jacket off him. Then he like Which lifts seems... the doctor up by the neck. Yeah, but to go back, 
hoop earrings. They don't know what to do with a straight jacket. I don't think this place is a real hospital. Guys, well, it I'm was start- closed down, guys. I'm starting to start. You think to it wonder. was the patients? The patients were running to <laughs> yeah, themselves. Yeah. Other inmates, yeah, because uh, they don't really. Swedish OSHA needs to go check this place out. Agreed. No, and nobody knows what they're doing. No, they're like, you know what? I think why would all the safety? Let's let's dial this safety down. Even Mr. Security Guard, I'm like, bro, how did you get this job? <laughs> nobody goes past the tape. Yeah. <laughs> do you not? That's see all he says. The tape right here. You, I thought that was an Ed hallucination because it looked like he was polishing a giant black dildo. And I was like, wow, he has fully lost his mind. I was like, oh, that's his little like Billy Club thing. So <laughs> he's shining his bobby stick. But he's shining it in a very suggestive way. I'm sorry. That dude was going full like tips twist and well, full shaft rub. I was like, whoa. You gotta keep it shiny, bro. You can't have a dull <laughs> nightstick. But I will say that at least the uh, physicians patched up Ed's face after the shotgun blast. They That's did. Crazy. That was yeah. nice. So they do know how to do a little bit of surgery at yeah. least. Minimal. But, but yeah. it's while this, he starts coming out of his comatose uh, uh, sedated state. He sees the doctor's low cut shirt, starts going, and then he's fucking, <laughs> he, like I said, he, he fucking Popeyes it up and then grabs her by that the neck. sounds gonna haunt me <laughs> <laughs> grabs her by the neck lifts her off the ground and then snaps her neck yes and while the other two like jump on top of him and he just flings them off like they're fucking ragdolls across the room right. super strength yeah ed has super strength now that's important Which, for the rest of the movie that was my first thing i was like where did this come from like where did he get this like supernatural was he actually possessed by something or was it just like maybe bandage face is like taking him over oh, or something i wish when he was like electrocuted on the ground he got hit by lightning Ooh. That was, see, that would have been dope. Oh the origins God, yeah. of Evil Ed. So they would have been like a Jason homage, you know? Now he's back as supernatural Evil Ed. Might as well. Yeah. Throw. There's so many other <laughs> homages in this thing. Exactly. So what happens here is Ed gets up. Uh, he steals the doctor's outfit and he's going to walk his way through this place, killing and just doing, doing the Lord's work, if you will. And then eventually the military shows up and they end up in this giant showdown where he takes out the military. And we'll talk more about some of these scenes in just a second, but I just want to burn through this plot real fast. So the military shows up because evidently the security guard called them. Uh, they had this whole like Western shootout type situation. Like a, a quick draw scene. There's yeah. like even Ennio Morricone like type music playing. Oh, and- Ed does dodge the bullet like Neo in the Matrix. He just is like, yes, he moves does aside. dodge the bullet. I'm telling you, he's the horror one. Are you the first person to ever say the Hatrix? I, I, no I don't think so, <laughs> but I like it. I like I, it a lot. I, I, assume, I, I assume so. I'm going to say it. trademark uh, Grave Talk <laughs> podcast, Hatrix. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, and then through all this, eventually Nick, oh, because oh, he kidnaps Mel. Yeah, he sees Nick and Mel making out, and he's like, oh, this is fucking again. He storms in there, and he's like, do you not know? I tried to purify this dude. I beat the shit out of him, and now you're here making out with him. Way to fucking Get go. Get them all horned up, because yeah. uh, Nick grabs Mel's ass, which, let's be honest, okay. I get it. But how how Puritan is it to blame the woman? Oh, that's true. You know Very I mean? Puritan. Very evil, yeah. if you would say. There was something called the witch trials, Mark. I hate to break it to you. Put a scarlet A on that Mel's jacket. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to have to kill you now. But instead, he kidnaps her. Yeah. And he's like, I'll kill you later. <laughs> I'll kill you <laughs> later. Murdering. He's like, you know, I'm going to savor this. 
uh, first, I, well, I think it's because this is when the army comes. So he's like, all right, I'm going to kill you later. I got to go take care of these buffoons first. So he takes out the, the army guys and that, that general is fucking wonderful in everything he does. And I do need to say, and this isn't directed at evil Ed, it's just cinema in general. I'm so fucking tired of these trained military professionors not being able to shoot the broadside of a barn. It is ridiculous. He's not, Ed's not even really moving. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> where was, where was this level of critique during aliens, Mark? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they kill a they lot of aliens. A lot of yeah, aliens a lot of aliens movie. do but get not murdered. the broadside of a barn. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, anyway. the xenomorphs are putting up a barn in the back of uh, <laughs> LV three four eight. Ed takes out the military. Then he's gonna basically he's got uh, Mel strapped down, and now at this point he's going to take a giant metal pole and stab her through the chest with it. Well, it's one of the IV bag uh, stands. Yes, right? it's a, it's the metal pole from that, and he's yeah. gonna jam it through her, and he does. He jams it through her in his mind. Right, which I thought was like, oh, he fucking took yeah. her out. And then, then Mel it's... pops up as a vampire. She's like, you think that can stop me? Man, I'm just like, gotta be the... wood, dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, I was like, wait, what? Is she dead? Is she not dead? And then you cut back to reality where Nick has picked up one of the military guy's shotgun, kicked open the door, and right as about, he's actually, Ed's about to really stab Mel because evidently he saw it in his head first. Fucking weird. Nick's like, says something like, rest in pieces. Yeah, rest in pieces. And then shoots his hand off. And then shoots his elbow off. And then shoots his head off. And These it's were like, very good effects, yes, mm-hmm. by the way. All totally. the effects in this movie are really well done. So no complaints about that. Uh, it was a little bit, I was like, ooh, God, that's rough. But um, at this point, Ed's dead. And that's the end of the movie. The end. But let's talk a little bit about the army dude. And uh, in particular, I just loved his whole character of like, move, 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 <laughs> go, soldier, get out there, kid. Go, you know, like yeah. all these kids are getting wiped out. Like Ed is all of a sudden a badass with a, uh, with a fucking Uzi because he takes one off of one of the dead soldiers he got. Yeah, he rambles. It. Wipes him out. And then, as Garrett said, they have like a, a, a cowboy standoff where they're literally taking their time. Ed's taking his like <laughs> medical gloves off. Him the and the fu- general, Ed and the general. Yeah, the yeah. general who had the shotgun. And he takes that cigar and he lights it with two lighters. Yep. I was like, what? It's, this this character is so over I, the top. I, I got love you. Him. Because when you have that much of a badass cigar, you need two lighters. Oh, Jesus Christ, Because one John. lighter is not <laughs> going to put the heat necessary to illuminate or to, uh, to ignite, rather, uh, the just sheer macho level cigar that this guy had. You're right. The testosterone it's requires just, two lights. Oh, obviously. We should just edit these out and then like do a, a quickie with John's like excuses for everything that happens <laughs> in every movie. But like, it, but he gets the better of the general, the guy who's the the, the seasoned vet, if you will. Yes, he somehow misses with the shotgun from like <laughs> He's four inches with away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if anybody knows how a shotgun works, but it's a spread blast. Yeah, and that whole blast just goes right by him, maybe nicks him in the arm a little bit. He just pissed that off. That's all I did. He's like, oh, are you fucking kidding me with this? And the general also can't believe. He's like, how did this happen to me? As he's dying, he goes, good shot, kid. And falls over dead. (laughs) That's how you die like a man. That was fantastic. Loved it. So then we get credits. Then we get some couple songs that don't really slap, but they slap compared to what we just saw. And then we get the after credit scene. <laughs> uh, I'm going to speak for John and say this 
soundtrack does not slap in the least. It absolutely sounds like a Casio keyboard picked up from mm-hmm. a pawn shop in 1988. Well, the uh, song when he was cut up, the body slapped. Uh, them bones, yeah, them the bo- knee bones. So that's going to be my ringtone from now to eternity. And it's uh, the it's the religious one too. It's not like the the fun like Halloween one. It's very creepy. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. So, uh, but I agree. Yeah, the, the two thumbs down on the soundtrack in general. Well, that is Evil Ed, all the way from Sweden, and we made it through. And it's we are we already kind of did our takes on it at the beginning, but yeah. um, I would recommend it if you're into horror movies and bad films. John finds it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I thought it was fairly enjoyable. Just frothing nonsense, though. Yeah, it, it is frothing nonsense. And as someone who does love some good nonsense cinema, I mean, if you if you have a hankering for this kind of thing and you love just bizarre Looney Tunes over the top shenanigans on film, student film, you know, badassery. Cool. Check out Evil Ed. If you're looking for like quality horror. Check out Evil Ed. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't recommend it as well, but... Well, listeners, other than Johan, who recommended have you seen Evil Ed? Why don't you let us know on our social media? We got a Twitter, an Instagram, and a Facebook account. You can find all things Grave Talk related at thegravetalk.com. And also, we have our links to our social media there. So we you do. don't have to go search. You can go straight to our website and go One-stop shop, baby. One-stopping. Until next time, I want you all to be safe out there. Don't get the COVIDs. And we'll be back next time. See you then. Mm-hmm.